Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good summer's day. It's autumn. It's autumn now. <laughs> Time has inexorably flowed from my brain into the ether, as it always does. I'm the god of time Nick now. Nick is um, sleep deprived. I am uh, so sleep deprived. And he's one of your co-hosts, but couldn't be me. I'm Liam S. Smith, the main one of your co-hosts. <laughs> what is this main one? Where That's is this... right, I'm in control. Is this, well, to be fair, the hierarchy has been set before. Well, I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. He's really more of a sidekick. I'm more of a, a, a side character that comes in every two JoJo's World episodes. It's like, hey, I'm back. Yeah, the um, the non-Nick episodes have been going since early part three. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I had contractual obligations to a movie at the time. And so I got in on the first episode. And I'm like, Nick, you'll regret skipping an episode of the podcast. I'm going to get a new, more popular co-host. And then I did. And his name? Negan. Liam S. Smith. <gasps> the second. What? The second Liam S- Wait, is it just you talking back and forth to yourself? Yeah. but are, Or are there two of me? What does this sound like to you? Hi, I'm Liam. And I'm Liam. Wait, why, why is one of you so aggressive and one of you so subdued? I'm doing tone. Oh. Tonal differences. That's right, Liam. Mm. I just... I genuinely would love to hear... If someone edited together you having an argument with yourself from... Well, I can't... They can't edit it together because they... they There's they literally would, hours upon hours yeah, of material. It would just be like, Hello, Liam. I am... Yeah, well, so... Spliced together no, words. No, you get, like, sentences together and then you use them... You know, there's that this whole This is the format. dumbest thing I've ever heard. How is this? No, this is a thing. People Clearly get... you would just do it by feeding all of my, my audio into, like, a vocal AI thing. Can we do that? Yeah, can we deep fake out? No, voices? I mean we're not going to. Ah, oh, but can we? Except for this episode and all subsequent episodes, which will be produced <laughs> by the algorithm. If you ever thought Nick was sleep deprived and gave bad content, let me tell yeah, you. That's right. We've been slowly getting Nick to say dumber and dumber shit, so that we, when we just pivot to AI randomized stuff, <laughs> no one knows the difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, JoJo's World, where today we are talking about. Stone Ocean episode 10. Stone Ocean, of course, being the sixth part of the manga and anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure by Hirohiko Araki. My favourite. Yeah, mine too. He is literally the greatest being on the planet. Uh, episode 10, uh, not episode 10 as I dubbed last week's episode when I misspoke. You fool. Uh, but episode 10 this week, uh, Operation Savage Garden, parentheses, head to the courtyard, end parentheses, part one. Wait, where's the exclamation mark? There isn't one. There oh, isn't I know. It's right. It's after courtyard. Come on. Head to the courtyard. Close parentheses. Part one. Ooh. When, when you add the part one to that, that's a fucking hell of a name. <laughs> Operation Savage Garden. Head to the courtyard. Part one. Uh, it covers chapters 634 through 637 of the manga. That's average. That's average. That's a good quantity. Nick, last week we were talking briefly at the end of the episode about how, um, you know, we're getting towards the end of the first batch of... When I say last week, of course, I mean two weeks ago. Which was, of course, in our minds And of course, by the month. time this episode comes out, it will be literally a month ago. Oh my god. Uh, but uh, I was talking about uh, how we're getting towards the end of the first batch of Stone Ocean episodes and we don't know when the next batch is coming. Mm. Uh, later that day, they announced that uh, Stone Ocean Batch 2 will be coming to Netflix in uh, quarter three, 2022. So we're looking at a September minimum. 
Yeah. So we're going to have to figure out something else to do with the podcast in the meantime. Well, I mean, we can just put it on the back. You know, the podcast can sit quietly, sulking in the background, much like our fans who will be weeping for content. They'll just be like, oh, but but JoJo's world. And we'll be like, do not grow addicted to content, lest you resent its absence. And they'll be all like, but we wish for more, my lord. And then we pull a big lever marked, like, Patreon content. <laughs> it's like, we can't open the gates, can we? And you'll be like, Nick, we can do whatever the fuck we want. But we wouldn't dare. We we don't have that kind of power. It's like, I did it half an hour ago. And then they all turn into big aliens. Is that um, Watchmen? Indeed it is. He just kind of pivoted from Fury, Fury Road to Watchmen yeah. pretty seamlessly. Yeah, what can I say? I'm, I'm a, a very tired boy. Um... No, I don't know. Are we going to do different shows again? I mean, we might. Yeah, much we, like... we really haven't talked about it. Because these aren't the Dark Ages so much as the dimly lit ages. Yeah, it's um, like... Um, the Nascent... It's like all the time periods that all the Dark Souls games take place in. Like, the Age of Fire is fading, but it's not pure darkness yeah. yet. It's a bit of a Twilight Zone. What, what's so, it called? Um, in... Basically, what I'm telling you is we're going to walk through the city, like, fighting mindless zombies and, and big demon gods. But we're still like... Eh, Still, and it's going to be okay. a podcast. It's yeah. going to be like, Nick, I'm running low on Estes. Help me. <laughs> Look, I would genuinely, in that time, figure out how to stream the Death Stranding hardest difficulty and just stream it. I would genuinely do that. Okay. Just putting that out as possible content. <laughs> just me being like, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, let's talk about this not while we're recording the podcast. Never. But yeah, right. yeah we'll, do, we'll probably do something, but we just don't know yet. Yeah. It's hard to say because we have so many options. And I, I know that every single person has been like, why don't you just do this? And we'll be like, but is that JoJo's world? Is that... Does it have that certain je ne sais quoi? Is it the thing that the thing is? Or is it more Kashibe Rohan? Because we want that That was ladder. utterly incoherent. Or is it... Is I it think like... there is a new Kashibe, bit of Kashibe Rohan content. But it's not on Netflix. No. But there is the live action Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan. Ooh. Ooh, okay, we'll put that on the fucking list. That is just the same episodes again, though, but in live action. Yeah, which I want to see. Okay. Anywho, um, yeah. JoJo's World. That's what JoJo's World has come to. Highlights and lows. As we, <laughs> we, we, we scrape at the crumbs of Netflix for, for just, please, sir, may I have another episode? And then that guy at the top is like, oh, you want content, do you? Who's that you guy at the top? The the CEO guy who's like, we don't need to make good content. We just need to make content. We just need to fire everyone all the time. Yeah. Tell me, boy, do you want to watch something? You're like, every day of my life, sir, I yearn for it. And you're like, ah, I see. And do you want to make references to that content, sir? Sir, I just, I want to make the memes. Well then, let me show you a little show called Invincible. I don't know what that is. Well, anyway. shit. <laughs> yep, okay. JoJo's Bizarre JoJo's Adventure. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Episode 10, Operation Savage Garden, Head to the Courtyard, Part 1. This is an episode in which our friend Jolene Cujo has 20 minutes to get to a courtyard. The episode goes for approximately 23 minutes. She does not reach the courtyard. No. But all Classic JoJo. All is time. well. Yeah. Nam- Namek will explode any minute now. So this this is probably the episode where I have cemented that this is a very surreal part. Like, a lot of shit happens that's just really fucking weird. It is a bizarre adventure. But, like, this is weird as fuck, this episode, right? How so? So, like, well, I'll, we'll get to it, but, like, the powers that they start describing 
are just very weird. I feel like the two in this episode are actually pretty straightforward. No, 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 in terms of like... The three, I suppose. I mean, one of them is weird. Yeah, one of them is super weird, but gets used in ways that you're like, wait, you can do that? Huh? Like, Baseball Boy just comes out of a slit in a wall. And I'm I like, will, however, what? say, Nick, in terms of weird powers in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean, yeah. you haven't seen anything yet. Oh, God, okay. Very much looking forward to a particular uh, late-game power that rears its awesome head. It's the False Hydra. No, I don't know. Okay. Um, Are you aware of the False Hydra? No. It's a Hydra. And I refuse to be. That is false. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, we open. We do. Jolene, flush with cash from having beaten the shit out of Mirochone. Whoa, you're forgetting the preamble. No, I'm not. There's a bit before the opening. No, that's the Netflix um, uh, thing that... And also, why would we cover a recap of previous episode Because content? it might have new content. <laughs> it doesn't. But it could. You know when they have those recaps that are actually, like, they slip in an unshown scene, like deleted footage? Well, what was that fucking scene uh, that they always put in um, Game of Thrones uh, things, even though it was rarely relevant? Oh... <laughs> No, because it showed up in every previously on. Yeah. And it was like Ned Stark being all like, winter is coming. Or yeah. something like that. Something like super broad like that. And you're just like, we know. Okay. But like, nothing has come of that yet. But winter was coming. So, as I was saying before, you so rudely interrupted me. <laughs> but that's what I do. <laughs> Jolene, flush with cash from her victory over Mirrorshone, mm-hmm. uh, pushes her way through the phone line Uh and gives the phone hog lady a, um... The phone hog lady? She, yeah, her business is hogging the phone, then making people pay her to use it. No, she's the cafeteria lady who just so happens to hog the oh, phone. So phone hogging is just her side hustle. It's exactly. her passion project. Exactly. She wakes up at 7.30 in the morning, gets to the phone before anyone else, and is like, yeah, you better pay up. And then when cafeteria time Yeah, then comes, she puts in a solid eight-hour shift at the cafeteria, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and then she goes back to still being in prison. Yep. For some reason. <laughs> Wait, is she an inmate? Yeah. Oh. I thought she was an employee for a second. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, she lives in prison. I'm like, why does she live in prison? That's why she's wearing a... A uh, orange... <laughs> orange top with the prison name on it. Yeah. Well, I just thought, you know, the doesn't the warden also have a jacket like that? Don't think so. Oh, okay. Never mind. God, now I'm reminded the fucking warden. Ugh. So she... Flush with cash from her victory <laughs> over Mirror Show. She approaches the phone hog... I'm just acting like I wrote this big monologue. <laughs> she approaches the phone hog. And gives her a stick of gum and it's like, I'm on the phone now. And then she pops open the top of the gum uh, and it's full of folded up $50 notes. Oh, my favourite kind of gum. The $50 note, of course, features the face of... James Franklin. James Franco. <laughs> James Franco? Yep. The oh. Joker. <laughs> Soon to be in Morbius. Who is on the $50 it's note? It's Morbin time. That's a good joke I've seen on Twitter about Morbius. Oh, the greatest film ever made. I don't really know anything about Morbius the movie or the character. It, well, okay. And I refuse to learn. Well, Benjamin Franklin's on the $50 note, so that's a, that's a good start, right? So the phone hog lady <laughs> gives Jolene the phone. What are we doing this episode? This whole episode's I'm gonna... just pushing through. So I'm the phone through. hog lady, flush with cash from Jolene's... Victory over Mirror Show. Yep. Uh, 
and like rolls out the red carpet, real premium service for her, like snatches a Coke from another inmate. Here's a complimentary drink and here's a seat for you. Uh, yes, the Coca-Cola. Feel, feel free to ask me to use the phone and give me a huge wad of cash anytime. And Jolene's like, yeah, I'm just going to use the phone. Thank you. Goodbye. Jolene has previously off screen looked up the phone number of the Speedwagon Foundation's headquarters in Dallas, Texas. <gasps> Speedwagon, of course, made his millions by striking rich in oil in the US. So it makes sense that he's in Texas. He? Oh, the it. The foundation. The foundation, yes. The headquarters in Texas. Yeah. Still watching over the body of Whamu under UV light. Not Whamu, uh, Santana. Under UV lights. (laughs) (laughs) To this very day. (laughs) Will it become plot relevant? Maybe. So, like, she gets a receptionist. Like, we don't take collect calls from this number. Uh, Interesting, because I thought this was a payphone. It is a payphone. And she has heaps of cash from her victory over Mirashone. Yeah. They don't take collect calls from this number. <laughs> so she's like, this is the only number I have. Uh, my name's Jolene Cujo and I want to speak to your manager. The receptionist at that point literally shits herself. So and is like, what have I done? What she actually says is I'm an inmate here at Green Dolphin Street. My name is Jolene Cujo. Put me through to someone who knows what that means. And uh, the reception lady is like... Please hold. It's like basically you answering the phone saying, hey, what up? It's Nick. Leave a message. And then your boss is like, I'm the prime minister. And you literally just go, well, I didn't vote for you. Uh, I, oh dear. Yeah. I just imagine the receptionist, um, like putting Jolene on hold and it's like, yeah, I've got a Jolene Cujo on the line. <laughs> then all, like the, the CEO was like, put her right through to me. Do you understand what you've done? Do you understand what you've done, you stupid You're risking upsetting one of the Joestar family who basically exists to please. But they haven't done anything you for see, us. You in- see, over a hundred years ago, <laughs> one of them kicked our founder really hard, but not as hard as he could have. Could you imagine, right, in real and life? And there's like a big lush painting of it, of that moment on the wall. <laughs> if, could you imagine, right, in real life, okay, just imagine... McDonald's, right? Okay. They get a phone call from a guy. It's like Ronald McDonald House or the fa- or or the food restaurants. The food restaurants, okay. right? The, like McDonald's, the biggest profitable company in the world. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but okay. It's it's fucking huge. Whatever. So imagine they get a phone call and it's like, hi, um, like from a prison somewhere. It's like, hey, um, my name is a. Uh, Jonathan, uh... Joestar. Joestar. And the receptionist is just like, hmm, okay, Jonathan Joestar, what do you want? It's like, well, I'm stuck in a prison right now. Can you put me through to someone who knows what that means? You're like, I guess. Put down the phone, look up, and there's just this giant thing that says, if a Joestar calls, put it through to... Ronald McDonald. And then you put it through to Ronald McDonald, and he's like, howdy. Yeah, that's what he sounds like. Yep, and it's like, Ronald... The end times are near. It's like, the Hawks leaving the base. Hang on, why does the, the receptionist say that? Because they, the whole the whole thing is of this bit we're doing is the receptionist doesn't know. Yeah, the recept- No, the receptionist would know because there's a big plaque there. Yeah, it doesn't know the, the- Oh, fuck. Okay, but what I'm saying is in real life, they'd have to know, right? So there'd just be a plug. It's like, if a joke- Yeah, they'd have calls. context. Oh, I guess, yeah. Ronald McDonald walks out of his elaborate- <laughs> He walks out of his labyrinth to hold in his power, uh, like his massive cage, and then he just walks out and he's like, everyone, I got great news. It's time. No one knows what he's talking about. He explains in depth the long winding history of the Joe Stars and the McDonald families. 
Actors who have played Ronald McDonald include <laughs> Willard Scott. Who's that? Michael Polakovs. Oh, yeah. Bev Bergeron. Oh, yeah, he was Berger. a good <laughs> Ray Rayner. George Voris. Ooh, oh, Bob me. Brandon. Ooh. King Moody. King Moody. Squire Friedel. What? Okay, this is not Jack real. Dupke. No. David Hussey. And Brad Lennon. Yeah, these names got weirder and weirder as we went on. <laughs> That's why I thought you would enjoy that list. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, uh, so. Point being, this uh, lady's like, I'll put you on to someone. Yeah. Hey, there's someone here. Don't you dare, you foolish receptionist. Like, hey, I work for the Speedwagon Foundation. I'm a scientist. I'm not a stand user. And Jolene is like, hey, what up? Right. Um, so I have a disc here. It's a very important disc. It has my dad's stand on it. Can I get it to you? Yes. You see, your dad has been retrieved to a secure location not here in Dallas. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) He's on life support, but he's not doing well. Great. Well, if I get you this disc, it will bring him back to life. Okay. Well, hang on. I want to do the exact phrasing here. Mm -hmm. If I say that we can bring him back to life, will you believe me? Uh, and then he says, I am merely a scientist. I cannot comment. <laughs> Which I thought, you know, very professional of him. Very mm-hmm. respectable. But also, why can't you comment? What? As a scientist, I could not begin to comment on magical discs and their impact on the human body. Isn't this your area of study? It might be. But I couldn't possibly, you know, I couldn't, you know. I wouldn't dare. Not to a joster. So she's like, I want you to come up with a plan for me to get this disc to you. And he's like, okay, but isn't this conversation being listened to? Yep. Okay. Even, even the wink? Especially the wink. <laughs> okay. By the way, I'm not allowed visitors. Okay, sure. Can you get to the courtyard in 20 minutes? Look, I'm on a direct flight from Dallas. <laughs> and Jolene's like, 20 minutes? What? Which means she would be due there at 5 past 12. <gasps> That's 12.05. That's in the afternoon. Yep. That's different from the morning. If you instruct us to retrieve the discs, we will do everything we can to do so. If you say he will be revived, we believe you. However, we are a non-militaristic medical research foundation. The most anime line I've ever I heard. I guess they really um, demilitarized in the years since World War II when their, spe- their special forces famously <laughs> fought vampires. Look, they're non-militaristic. Alongside the Nazis. Non-militaristic doesn't mean unarmed, right? Surely. Unlike most other US organisations uh, in the aftermath of World War II, mm. the Speedwagon Foundation stopped working with Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's Opera- Operation Paperclip, look it up. McDonald's famously started pre-World War II. They continued working with the Nazis. Yeah, of course, uh, King Moody was a uh, mm. prominent figure in the Third Reich. Don't you remember the famous McDonald's song? Yeah, I'm loving it. Reichland. Is that, that a thing? Is that a thing? I don't know. You said it. Wait, no, that's a Warhammer fantasy reference. Never mind. Never mind. Forget I said anything. But we all know who the real Nazi is. <sighs> Nick, did you hit your head? I don't know. I've been so sleep deprived. So like last time I was already sleepy. This week I'm just downright dead. Like we could say anything and I'd think it was funny. But we won't. <laughs> so um, she's like, okay, I'll get to the courtyard. What will happen then? I don't want to say over the phone, but please look for Savage Garden. Uh, I believe in the uh, the English uh, translation of the dub and sub. It's known as Savage Guardian. Let's That's... call it Operation Savage Garden for oh, now. God damn it. 
So she hangs up the phone and She's is all like, like, "What's Savage Garden? Is that a person, an object, or a thing? Mm. Mm. An object or a thing? Well, I've got to get to the courtyard." So she walks on. Well, she details out on a map. Yeah, there's like a. I, I like these uh, scenario maps we see. Just mm. like it gives us an idea of the um, geography of the prison, which is fun. Mm. Even though, like, broadly speaking, it doesn't. The, the only thing that's really relevant is that they have to go through a factory before the courtyard. Which I don't think is on this map. And some security checkpoints. Yeah. Um, she bribes those same two guards that uh, strip searched her as she was getting inducted into the prison. We can skip over that. Mm, and wiped her down with... Jolene is just throwing cash around this episode. Oh, she got so much. Yeah. Like, Mirashon was like, yeah, I've got like 3k. She's like, alright, it's mine now. Yep. Gonna bribe the phone lady, gonna bribe this guard, gonna bribe that next guard. Oh, she is flushed. She starts sprinting up the stairs. But then she's she's like, I've got to get to the courtyard. Nothing can stand in my way. Immediately, Emporio distracts her. Throws a ball into the air. It's like, hey, Jolene, do not catch this baseball. She tries to catch the baseball. God it damn it, Jolene. Her. And then uh, Emporio's like, we need to get out of here, We Jolene. can't let others see us. And everything's going swirly like a flashback is starting. We're all asleep down here, Jolene. And then she's in an old music room with antique pots, like some pop art posters and a big piano. There's a man in the piano and there's another man behind the piano. And Emporio is also there. And Jolene's like, but hey, I need to get to the courtyard. Jolene's like immediately distracted. She's like, who are those guys? And he says, it's fine. They can be trusted. Can we talk about the appearance of these guys? Yes. Dear so, God, can we? We learn a bit about one of them this episode. So let's start with him. His name's Weather Report. He's got amnesia. Uh, he, he can't remember how he got here. But all... he knows he was yeah. born a stand user. He assumes that um, Father Pucci, or they don't know it's Father Pucci, but White Snake mm-hmm. uh, took his memory with a disc. Yep. But he knows he was born with his own stand. Yeah. So he can be trusted. He's cool. He's not evil. He wears like a fur hat with horns coming out of it. He's got piercing And like blue a, a blue bodysuit with like arrow shaped chest cutouts that like yeah. kind of like form the pattern of a rib cage. Ah, that they do. Um, and he is the guy from the opening that we talked about maybe two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, so behind him is the other guy from the opening. Who, yeah, is big pink hair. Fishnet uh, A flat everything. hat. Fishnet uh, top. He's, he's got weird doppio vibes. Doesn't really say or do anything in this episode. So we'll come back to them in more detail later. But I do want to share yeah. that in this shot in the manga, this character was clearly originally a woman. I get that and vibe from I've got the picture this. here. Of the original design. Huh. On the left there. Yeah. And then on the right is the design that came out? Or... They both came out. Just that next appearance, this became... This first picture became this second picture. Or rather, this first person became this second person. Huh. How interesting. Now, I don't have the quote on hand, um, and I may dredge it up for their first substantial appearance. Yeah. But basically... um, People obviously ask Hirohika Araki, the creator of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like why this person's Mm. uh, gender seemed to change between their appearances. Mm. Uh, And what he said was that uh, he wanted this character to be someone who was like um, androgynous and played with the ideas of gender, but then they just seemed to go from a woman to a man and then stayed that for the rest (laughs) of the time. So it's a bit like, oh yeah, I wanted it to just be like, you know... You wouldn't. You weren't really sure. It didn't really matter. You know, maybe a bit in between. But I drew it as a man after a while, cause goddamn. Not even after a while. Just after literally his first appearance. <laughs> it's like, did you remember that you wanted an androgynous character? It's like, I, I what? 
Did I say that? Couldn't be me. You said that literally last sentence. Where am I? <laughs> Who am I? You're Hirigaraki. Oh, that's good, because I have to draw a new chapter. Goodbye. That's weird. That's really weird that he would... It is. It's very weird. Yeah, after one appearance. Hmm. Maybe um, it was so feminine that everyone went, yeah, it's a lady. And then it was like, no, 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 no. It needs to be androgynous. And then accidentally went too far. Well, and then committed. Who knows? This is just purely speculation that I've, I've seen... And this is a bit of a spoiler, so forgive me for that. <gasps> but um, this character like gets kind of into Jolene over the course of things. Ah. So like, I wonder if, if pe- people have. Spe- I've, I've read people speculate about whether or not like it was like, oh no, you can't have like a yeah. lesbian relationship. Yeah, they've already talked about masturbation in the first five minutes. You can't have a lesbian relationship in Japan. That's not allowed. But more on this character later. Oh. In the meantime, our man Weather Report. Yeah, boy. With his fur hat and his horny demeanor. Um, yeah, so that the other character leaves pretty quickly, but Weather Report stays around, uh, and Emporio tells us a bit about him. So, if I remember right, there's three trivia facts about him. Yep. He likes to walk on his tippy toes. Yep. <laughs> he, uh, he, he had his stand from birth. Mm-hmm. He likes to lean in when he's talking to people because he doesn't like to talk very loud. Yeah, or talk and you very can much. feel his lukewarm breath on you yeah. when he talks. And also, there was another thing. Yeah, he doesn't watch TV, but he loves reading oh, TV guides. I am right there with you, buddy. It's like you know what's on, but you don't want to watch it. You know, there's too much choice, and so you're like, but what are the choices? And that's the real appeal. I've also got the JoJo Valet commentary for Weather Report. Hit me with it. It's a stand that controls the weather. So I made it look like clouds. I wanted to make frogs and all sorts of other stuff fall from the sky. Maybe like a Beastmaster. Its host wears a buffalo hat. Is that it? Yep. God fucking damn it, Arrogant. <laughs> you genius. And without giving too much away, in future, we do see some things that really stretch the definition of weather control. Well, to be fair, in this episode alone, we really see a stretch of... Yes, I can materialize ghost objects. What? That's that's um That's Emporio's power. Yeah, that's power. Emporio's power. Yep. We really see some shit that stretches that though. I don't know if we do, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Okay. Um and just while I, while we're on, I know I read um Emporio's Jojo Valley commentary in a previous episode, mm-hmm. but I don't think I shared at the time that his stand's name, as yet unnamed, but I'm sure I'll surely forget if I don't go into it now. Yep. Is burning down the house because it's he can interact with the ghost of the old prison, right? <sighs> Burning down the house. Which oh, burnt yeah. down. Mm. Much like the Nemero Memorial Hall burnt down, <laughs> causing the deaths of 100 students. Oh, I remember that well. That led to, um, what's his face? The formation of the Black Rose Society. Yes. Which no one remembers now. No. But we all remember. Nick, Weather Report was an American jazz fusion band active from 1970 to 1986. I know all about Weather Report. You don't have to tell me about Birdland. Then please tell me about Weather Report. Weather Report has, what's his name? The bassist. (laughs) You know all about. (laughs) I know all about, right? That bassist, right, is fucking insane. Um, Oh, God, what's his name? He's like, um, he has like a fucking wicked last name. Cannonball Adderley. That not him. No, nope, keep going. Okay, well here's their list of past members. So is it, sto- is it Jaco? Stop me when I get to okay, it. Okay, I think it's Jaco. Joe Zawinul. Nope. Wayne Shorter. No, nope, keep going. Jaco Pastorius. That's the guy. That's the guy. So he made Birdland fucking wicked sick cool shit. Uh, so they're like that they, they went like full jazz fusion back in the 80s. 
Okay. And, and if you think about the sound of... They did the jazz fusion dance. Yep. If you think about the sound of uh, Jazzercise meets the Becker intro... I cannot imagine that at all. I that's, cannot imagine either element of that, so... That's the sound of their jazz fusion. It's so ridiculously of that time that when you hear it, you'll go, wow, that sounds like something between the 80s and 90s that didn't quite reach either period to fruition. It's like, yeah... That's because that's all that jazz was because Weather Report happened. Cool. They were so influential. They were so powerful. They were gods among men. Um, Here's what Joseph Zawinul has to say about his gradual takeover of Weather Report. (laughs) In the beginning, let's say Weather Report was a joint thing. Then, after the second album, there's no question about it, it became more and more my group. Wayne wanted it like that, but we were always partners in crime. No Wayne, no Weather Report. Ooh. Here are some more members of Weather Report that I want to keep listing. Hang on, how many members are there? Many. Oh, God. So I got up to Jaco Pastorius. Who is the guy? He's the bassist. He's the man. Miroslav Vitus. Jesus. Alphonse Muzon. Don Alias. I'm sorry, hang on. His name... Is Don Alias. That's a show about a spy. That is a show about a spy. Erto Morera. Maruga Booker. Dom Um Romeo. Or Romeo. Hmm. Eric Gravit. Greg Erico. Are these all the names that Don Alias has done? <laughs> yeah, he done, he's donned many an alias. He's a master of disguise. <laughs> Alfonso Johnson. No, he doesn't have to call him Johnson. Oh, God fucking damn it. <laughs> Narada Michael Walden. Wow. Chester Thompson. Well, I want to now, you him. doesn't have to call him Thompson. You can call me Dom, or you can call me Alias. No other names, please. Alex Acuna. Mm-hmm. Ma- Manolo Badrena. These are all just Tekken characters. Peter Erskine. Robert Thomas Jr. These are all Tekken characters. Omar Hakim. Victor Bailey. Mm-hmm. Mino Sinelu. Mm-hmm. Or Chinelu, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. And finally, Steve Gadd. These are all Tekken characters. You can just imagine them on the front screen where it's like, Dawn! I can't remember Alias. any other names that you said. Greg. Yep. Chester. Yep. Jaco. And that's Weather Report. They're pretty good. I would dare say they're one of the best they're, jazz fusion. I would dare say they're a jazz fusion band. I'd say they're, they're quite, quite good. Uh, if you like jazz fusion and you like your context... Should go listen to them. They're pretty good. Weather Report also sleeps in the piano a lot. In real life? In Oh, in JoJo's, JoJo. yes. I was just like, Jaco slept in the piano? So, um, before but we, we got distracted talking about Weather Report. Basically, Emporio um talks a lot about how his standability um lets him interact with the ghosts of objects. Uh, because the prison burnt down and had to be reconstructed. Uh so he's He's recreated with his power the ghost of the old music room that he hangs out in as a safe space. And Jolene's like, wait, does that mean... Your ghosts And Emporio's like, don't be a fucking stupid People moron. don't have ghosts, Jolene. Only objects have ghosts. Look at me. I clearly am not a ghost. I'm warm. I have a pulse. This, however, this orange juice is a ghost. No pulse. Look, I can cold. drink it and it falls right out, but it still tastes good. I can only use them. I can't drink it. I can it. eat this Nas bar. And it just falls right out of him. He's like, see? Ghost. Me? Not ghost. Warm. Pulse. Very simple. That's how this works, Jolene. Do you not know anything about ghosts? Good God. Do I have to explain everything to you, Jolene? I'm Emporio, baseball boy. It's true, he is. Look, I can even use... And then this is the bit that really fucking weirded me out. 
he pulls out the oh, trash can that he hid in a previous episode. Except he didn't actually hide in that trash can in a previous episode because that was part of the weird like yeah. whack stream they had. No, it was very strange. <laughs> but he's like, I use this trash can to get around the prison. And he pulls it out of his pocket. Yeah, like a cartoon it, character. And it just sort of expands. Which he is. What, Emporio? He's a cartoon character. Now, Liam, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if anime would be considered a cartoon. I'd call it Japanese animation. Emporio wants to tag along and... Sorry, uh, Weather Report wants to tag along and help. So yeah. they all squeeze out of a crack in the wall. Which, again, is another thing that's weirding me out because he can only use ghost Maybe objects. he's manifesting the ghost of a hallway that used to be there. What the fuck? Just on so many levels, just the things he does is like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's ghost. And you're like, yeah, but but he can only use them. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's a ghost. I'm like, no, What? So he just comes out of a, a crack in the wall and he's all like weird and, and flat for a bit and then he oh, um, unflattens and yeah. Uh, they're in the they're in the real music room now, the alive music room. Yeah, they come the back the one that's not a ghost. They come uh, back and he comes out of a small slit in the wall. He's like, hello. Weather report creates uses some wind and rain to knock over some pens uh, such that they they play a little song on the piano. Oh. Isn't that lovely? That unlocks a secret door. Which opens and then Weather Report's like... go down to the lab beneath the prison. And Weather Report's like... Someone's watching us in that lab. Pretend you didn't notice him. There's no actual lab. I was doing a Resident Evil bit. But I like to believe there's a lab in this prison. And they can see perfectly in the puddle by the door the face of like a man wearing a chocolate mask and goggles. (laughs) Chocolate mask? Yeah. It's melted over his eyes. You can't see his pupils. I don't know how he sees out of it, but he's a weirdo. So, yeah. And then we get the uh, the commercial interstitial pop-up for his as-yet-unmet stand, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Now, this, I don't know who I'll this do is the, um, to. It's uh, like the song by um, uh, Rolling Stones, Jumping Jack Flash. Is it? Famously performed in the climax of Elite Beat Agents when the agents and the people they have helped throughout the game realise that the invading aliens can be harmed by the power of music and a good beat. So they they use that power to fuck de- de-petrify up. the people of the world and mm. fuck up the aliens. Oh, nice. With Rolling Stones. Well, it's a cover, because all the songs in that game are covers, but uh, yes. Oh, okay. Alright. It's a very, very covered cover. But more on Jumpin' Jack Flash next time when we see more of it. All we know about him right now is that the stand user has sucky fingers. Yes, yeah, and toes. Like an octopus, but on his fingers. And toes. And it's just... He's gross. Weird. Yeah, he's and a And he, like, crawls around on all fours, and he's got, um, sneakers. The laces of his sneakers are tied around his ankles, but he's not wearing his shoes. Hmm... He's a weird, perverted freak. He's got real Voldo vibes. Yeah. Like, he's a fucked up little guy. <laughs> who just likes to crawl around. And he's got... Does he have a cod piece, actually? Unclear. Mm, we'll find out later. They're running away from him. And Jolene's like, if he's a stand user, we should take him on now. And uh, Weather Report's carrying Emporio, who is shouting back, uh, No, he doesn't know you're going to the courtyard yet. Otherwise, he'd be waiting for you there. So let's get to the courtyard. And as they go up the stairwell, he spits at them. And we don't... Jolene doesn't realise, but we see it makes slight contact with her pants. <gasps> Crucially, for later. Oh, God. Uh, Emporio leaves now. 
He's oh, just well, like first they, first they hide in the void inside a jacket. The ghost of a jacket that they can hide in the void of. What the fuck is going on? And they're with all this peeking center? out of it like the three stooges or so, like the Scooby-Doo gang looking around a doorway. Yeah. So this is another bit of a fucking stretch and I'm like, "Come on, man. Ghosts. This isn't what we just uh anyway. Um and they all talk in the void, which apparently is infinite in size. But what a, it's fun. And they agree that Jolene should get there as soon as possible because risk will only increase. Mm. And they recap the route again. She has to go through the um, the route back to the men's prison, uh, which goes through the medical ward and then the factory. The yet as uh, un- indiscreet and unknown factory. Yeah. Of course, we know the medical ward from Hermes's time there. Mm, indeed. But the factory, ooh. There could be makes... anything there. It could be literally it's anything. It's a real, um, like... Uh, from software game like level progression like to get to the courtyard you have to progress through the medical ward uh, watch out for the uh, the patients and doctors there then the factory where you'll encounter dangerous machinery and factory workers and then once you get down to the bottom they're like great you've now reached the den of hills and you're like is this a reference to Silent Hill they're like oh yes and then some weird nurses come out and you're like I liked Silent Hill more than this Tell the guards that you need to uh, get your shoes repaired at the factory and bribe them and they'll let you through. But don't get caught when you get past the factory or they'll shoot you and add five years to your sentence. So it's a real, like, That's do a it or real, die. um, uh, apolo- forgive me for re- referring to Harry Potter, that cursed, uh, Don't you fucking subject bring matter. this hit, yeah. Uh, but that's real, um, you could get killed or worse, expelled. Uh, vibes. <laughs> They'll shoot you and add five years to your sentence. Wait, but I can't have five years added to my sentence. I'll be dead. How will I serve that? They'll take your corpse and put you in a room. Where the report goes ahead, and uh, as he passes by the um, the uh, guard the co- the, opens sorry. his Coca-Cola can. Sorry, not Coca-Cola, please. His Coca-Cola. And he's like, what's wrong mm. with this cola? And he pours it into a cup and it's like floating out the top. And neither of uh, either Jolene or the guards seem particularly yeah, perturbed. Because then Jolene by... is standing right there. Yeah, they don't seem particularly off-put no. by the floating liquid. Ah, you know, another day in Green Dolphin Street Prison. You know, when you <laughs> when you open up your fresh Coca-Cola and it just floats in the air. Oh, wow, it's really fizzy. Classic. He's like, you touched it, you shook it up, didn't you? And she says, no, I only touched the plate and moves the plate, and there's a little um. A $50 note beneath it. A little bloody Benjamin bloody Franklin sitting underneath that bloody $50 bloody note. So I really like this exchange because of like the dumb protagonist intelligence that everyone is displaying. Yeah. So she like takes off her shoe and is like, my shoe's got a hole in it. Can I go through and get it repaired? Uh, Oh, previously he had told her to go get him a new coat because she shook it up. Yeah. And then he stands up and... um, Pockets the 50 and is like... As he does. Uh, where's that wash rag? I've got to go clean up this coke. Uh, and uh, because gravity stuff starts to happen, like the, the note floats out of his pocket and hits Jolene in the back and she feels it. And it's like, oh, get, you want me to go get you another one? Uh, and then she looks in her shoe and the glass is in there because it's floating now too. And she's like, she doesn't realise. And you want me to pour it in this glass? Give me a break. She turns around and then notices that the plate is also floating. Only now does she realise things are amiss. The shoe glass play wasn't enough to tick her off. And then he's like, oh, here's the wash rag. You can go, but be back in two... Oh, she's already gone. 
and then basically, from what I can surmise, is she's basically gone directly through this um, gate here, mm-hmm. then immediately floated up to the ceiling. I guess. At this point, Nick said to me, "You stole fizzy lifting drink." <laughs> I mean, look, I can't help that that's all I thought about yep. this entire section. Was like, wait, did the coke do this? <laughs> So basically she realised that since that guy started chasing her, she he must have spit, yeah, he spit at her and that's making gravity not affect her and things she touches. The disc floats out of her pocket and she loses it, she tries to thread it, but she can't with no gravity. Oh, the precious conservation of momentum does Ugh. not help her. With each, did you know that every force has an equal and opposite force? That sounds fake. Well, every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction. So if I were to thread a disc... I'd be pushed back an equal amount. Okay. Thus, I could never, ever possibly thread the disc. Cool. And that's what we're seeing. Isn't that amazing? Isn't physics great, Liam? Isn't physics amazing? We get these high concept moments in JoJo. The guy is here. He grabs the disc. Ah, shit. And he tries to snap it, but it's too rubbery. He, um, he, he's conserving his momentum using his little sucklets on his Yeah, fingers. he's just walking along the wall and jumping off when he needs to. Uh, and that is why he sucks He's to the He's got walls. the grossest fingies. Yeah. And uh, he tries to break the disc, but the disc does not break. I already said that. In fact, it breaks his mind. Or should I say his conception of the disc would break. It, it doesn't It doesn't break. It's it's all rubbery. It's, it's all like, oh, I thought I could break it, but it's made of rubber. And Jolene like, throws the glass that she's still holding uh, and then threads it and shouts down the string to weather report. Because she couldn't just shout. No. She has to use her stand power to communicate. Yeah, to get further distance with the shout, right? Can you hear me? I'm being attacked. He took my disc. Wet. She thinks he doesn't hear, but then he comes sprinting back. Oh, good old weather Just report. Just quiet weather report, all business. Great sprinting form. Really leaning Weather in. report's a cool guy. A we- fucking weirdo, but a cool guy. <laughs> he sleeps in a piano. He and walks he on his tippy toes. These these alone make him one of the coolest JoJo's characters. He loves characters. to read the TV guide. Ooh, but doesn't he doesn't like watching watch... TV very much. He doesn't waste time, but he's apprised of what's on TV. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't watch. Uh, Weather Report TV? would like listen to a podcast about posting, but wouldn't use Twitter. Yes. In fact, jo- Weather Report's like me in that he will often ask how things are going about things that he himself does not engage with. Yeah. Because he's interested. Weather Report will read the Wikipedia plot synopsis for a horror movie, but not watch the horror movie. Yeah. Weather Too Report, scary. Weather Report will, on occasion, go see a movie with his friends, but then decide at the last minute, actually, now nah, you know what? I don't want to be a bother and, you know, possibly go to a super mm-hmm. spreader event. Do you guys, like, want to come to my house? We'll watch it there. But... We'll still go to the arcade. Which is ironic because the Weather Report beforehand. could just use his weather powers to ensure that no transmission droplets reach him. Oh shit, actually. <laughs> oh shit, that's a good idea. Weather Report's invincible in this, <laughs> in this day in and age. In this age of COVID. Yeah. Um, well, he could never get... Although his immune system would probably be the weakest thing in the world. That's true, unless he can selectively let other droplets through. Oh uh, yeah, every year he's like, I need to get a cold. Come, come this way. Small Weather topic. Report will read the track listing on the back of an album, but not actually listen to the album. And then ask people, so what's your favourite song? And try to discern what the song sounds like. Yeah. Mmm. Very sage Weather Report. Weather Report feels like the kind of guy who 
even he's though a stupid idiot, but doesn't show it. Yeah, he sounds like the kind of guy who, even if you messed up his name and you're like, "Oh, your name is Weather Forecast," he'd be like, "Yeah, that's my name." Yeah, yeah. and then see how long it took for you to realize, "Oh, your name's not Weather Forecast; it's Weather Report." But he wouldn't make it a big deal, you know. And then he'd go sleep in his piano. Yeah, <laughs> and he'd shut the top of it and go clong, <laughs> and you'd be like. Is he angry at me? And then he'd like peer through and he'd just play like... He'd play um, a slide whistle as his head comes up. Yep. <laughs> he'd, he'd play it on the piano. He's like... No. Or he would just use his weather powers to play a slide whistle that's on the other side of a room. Side of the room. Would he... Before emerging from the piano every day, he'd get those pens that he played the piano with and he'd make that... Sound, yeah, and then he'd emerge and be all like, but, "Like today's forecast the is way, the way I'm he awake. emerges. He's yeah. not like he's not like standing up with his hands and climbing yeah. to his feet. It's um, it's as if he's standing on an elevator platform that's coming up from the underneath the piano. Yeah, so it's just his head and then his shoulders standing perfectly upright, emerging. Today's forecast weather. It's me weather forecast." And then they'd be like, isn't your name Weather Report? He's like, "Uh." It doesn't really matter to me because I've got amnesia. (laughs) Weather Report seems like the kind of guy who would make a jazz album. Anyway. So, um, Jolene, like, shouts at him as he runs past. Like, hey, don't touch me or any other floating stuff because it'll take away your gravity. That's his power. Hmm. And then... Uh, this other guy summons his stand, which looks like him, but even more Voldo-y, because it's got a, like, bondage belt around its eyes and, like... His sewed mouth shut or something? And it's got a huge, like, gyroscopes on its wrists. I don't even... Turbines. Yeah, massive turbines on its wrist with, like, little slits to... And he uses centrifugal force to build up massive momentum and then fire, like, bolts and nuts. Hey, do you know what centrifugal force is? Because I I fucking don't... That's like when you tie yourself to a tree with a loose knot and then you run around the tree pulling at the very edge of the rope and you wear a, um, like, a track into the tree. I think that's called being a fucking moron, (laughs) but you're half right. So, like, imagine... So, like, you're in a circle, yeah? And, like, you're going this way. Nick's doing a lot of hand motions indicating circles. Like, you're moving... Okay, let's say you're moving clockwise. Can I just short circuit this by saying, yes, I know what centrifugal force is? No, but what if I don't? <laughs> well, what's centripetal force then? I don't know. Liam, you, I trusted you. I trusted everything you said. You were like... Jolene's just floating there like... Yeah. So, <laughs> I love this phrasing. This, is, this might be a translation thing, but... Can um, I just say, even though we keep bringing up Megami Hunter's... Uh, subs as being like something weird's going on. I lo- it just adds to the. I mean, vibe. no judgment to her. Like almost certainly, like not being paid for the quality of no. and, and amount of the work she's doing. No, and she's doing a great job. Yeah, Megami, but- you're doing a great fucking job. Don't let us bring you down. Um, something like just strange phrasing here. It's like hmm. weather report. This man who is said to control the weather, like he's not said to. One person told you that, and then you saw him do it. <laughs> Also, weather report, this man who controls the weather. Also, I don't know if it controls the weather so much as makes clouds. Like, he can, really. He creates and controls weather phenomenon, essentially. He, he's a storm. I, I guess. He's an X-Men storm. Yeah, but he hasn't made an actual storm yet. Well, not yet. You've only seen him do a couple of things. <laughs> this isn't even his final form. It's actually not. No, his, don't you. <laughs> his final form is fucked. <laughs> his final form is... 
a swamp. And you're like, wait, how does that help with weather control? Because he's made of water droplets. Oh, uh, Nick, you are <laughs> Nick, you are not prepared for the second half of part six. Well, like, okay, I know that just a sidebar, okay. but like. Part 5's ending makes me think that part 6's ending is going to be off the fucking chain. Because part 5's ending was, wait, so if I get stabbed with the arrow again, the shit hits the fan and my stand power is literally everything? It's like, well, it already kind of was, but yes. Okay. So part 6 has to somehow top that. (laughs) And I'm like, Jolene Cujo just finds out that if she eats other people's discs... Jolene Cujo, like, taps into string theory. Yeah, and she's like, I am, I am everything. It's like, oh, can can you kill me? It's like, he just dissolves. Just becomes Dr. There's Manhattan. no need to kill you, for you never existed. Wait, what? And then Jotaro comes back, he's like, Jolene, I, I always loved you. I don't know if that would have picked up on the, uh, the filter I used, but I made, like, a wind-blowing noise. <laughs> I can just imagine she'd just be like, yeah... You know what I'd do with this immense power? What? I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably get a Coca Cola first, um, because that shit's good. Coca-Cola. We really pivoted from the uh, the Pepsi sign of Part Four to the Coca Cola of uh, Part well, Six. Yeah, well... But I did see a uh, listing in the manga and anime differences page of the <gasps> Wikipedia article, no. JoJoPedia article, that uh, in the manga it was a cup of Pepsi. <gasps> They betrayed the Pepsi. Nick, um, weather report deflects the, uh, or protects himself from the um, incoming projectiles by creating a, a layer of air that adds friction and stops them in their tracks. Small clouds, shall yeah. we say. And Jolene describes them as cloud-like, even though they are clearly just small clouds. Yep. Um, and then he's like, huh, he's throwing junk at me. Mm. Mm. What a strange enemy we have here, Jolene. Mmm. Maybe he'll try again. Maybe. And Weather I- report. There's like this like swagger towards him. He's like swaying. Presumably, he's walking on his tippy toes. Well, I mean, he loves to. Yeah. Uh, and jumping Jack Flash goes for a big punchy, but then a fist forms out of the cloud and punches his punch. Uh, and uh, jumping Jack Flash and the unnamed stand uses arm catches on fire. He's like <gasps> aerodynamic oh, no. friction. Yeah, it's like Araki learnt about like atmospheric phenomenon and it's like I've got to put all of it into the stand immediately I don't even know if he learned about it so much as he saw some words and was like oh so that must be how this works uh the guy deactivates the zero gravity and like a vent falls on weather report uh which temporarily incapacitates him but also causes the emergency shutters in the hallway to begin to lower and he's like shit I gotta move and Jolene Cujo's like yeah, you do. Jolene is still floating there for some reason, like even though the gravity's deactivated. But did she fall? Nope. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be even harder to get to the courtyard now, and he has the disc. Oh. Then weather report gets back to his feet and is like, "Ha! If I touch you, I will have no gravity too, and I can use my wind powers to make us fly really quickly through this closing gate." It's just like the ending of Aladdin. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, because they fly off on a magic carpet. That's not the ending of Aladdin. And weather reports That's like the, the halfway magic... point of Aladdin. Wait, what are you talking about? When I can show you the world. Y- yeah. Isn't that the end of Aladdin? No. No, because he, he goes to her. Yep. And then they fly off. And that's the end of Aladdin, right? No. The fuck are you talking about? He goes to her. Yeah. He's, he's masquerading as Prince Ali. Yeah. Fabulous he, Ali Abwabwa. Yeah. He shows her the world. Yes. Uh, and then we end. Because there's no second half of Aladdin. Okay. In that there's no season seven of Game of Thrones. Or season six? 
I can't remember. Anyway, there's no season. They're eight in of the Game factory. Yeah. But their nemesis is waiting for them <gasps> to be continued. Oh my god, their nemesis. Uh, an air conditioner. Because now the weather cannot be controlled because the air conditioner will keep condition. Anyway, I don't know. So, Nick. Yes. Uh, they've got to get to the courtyard to meet up with Savage Garden to give him the disc or mm. give it the disc. Who knows what to it is? get it to Jotaro Kujo to protect him. Who is now in a medically unresponsive state. Yes. Mm. But this guy and his jumping jack flash is being so frustrating. Mm. Highlights? Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that we did that first. It's only been a hundred and whatever episodes. More than that. Oh my god. Highlights. Um, I reckon... Okay, I know what my low light is, okay. if that makes it easier. Is it Emporio, like, squeezing through cracks and stuff? Yes. It's the inconsistency immediately after establishing the rules of, yeah, I can manifest, uh, you know, ghost objects. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I can't use them. Okay, so you can't drink the juice. That's fine. So, yeah, but I also keep this rubbery, tiny trash can. I'm like, that's a bit of a fucking stretch at best, but okay. And then a bit of comes- a stretch of his pockets, at least. Yeah, and then he comes out of a slit in a wall. He's like, hey, guess what? I'm rubber now. And it's like, that's not, that's that's, not manifesting. That's not what's happening. He's not rubber now. Yeah, but he comes out of a slit in a wall. Yep. He's like this thin. Like, what the fuck? How does he do that? And then in, in the jacket, they're in a void. And it's like, how does this- What the fuck is happening? Not a fan. Not a fan of this. But maybe they fix it later. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it, Liam. My low light, even though I like the moment, I just don't really understand, like... I can't remember if this is clearly what's happening in the manga or they just wanted to add a bit of flourish that doesn't make sense to the anime. Mm-hmm. It's when Weather Report plays, like, a full coherent song by knocking some pens out of a cup. I mean, Weather Report, very obviously, <laughs> is a musically-minded fellow. It's true. He invented jazz fusion. Exactly. His full name is Jaco Pastorius and He lives in a Weather piano. <laughs> well, if you lived in a piano, you might know a thing or two about... Music. I'm all the time getting hit by those little hammers. True, that's probably why he's got amnesia, actually. <laughs> My highlight mm-hmm. is... Yeah, it's tough, isn't I it? I like the bit where Weather Report comes sprinting back because it's like, oh, it's Weather Report. He's done it. He's the guy we all need. We can rely on him. Finally, in this prison, someone we can rely on. <laughs> he's a guy we can trust. And that's something you have to buy with That's cash. something you have to be able to believe in when it comes to the weather report. You've mm. got to be able to trust it. Oh my god. Jesus. Maybe that's why he's called weather report. Because you can trust the weather I think report. he's called weather report because he controls the weather. But like you can... <laughs> but it's all, there's so many facets. It's like he controls the weather. He's a band. He, you can trust him. He's tippy toes. Like it all comes together, Liam. Nick, what's your highlight? Um, I want to say my highlight is, <laughs> it, this is a really dumb highlight, Okay. but it really, it's very JoJo's of Emporio shows up out of fucking nowhere. Jolene, don't catch the ball. Jolene tries to catch the but ball. It goes through her hand. It goes through her hand. And Emporio's like, we're all asleep down here. <laughs> Emporio's like, ha, now Marilyn Manson, the debt collector. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Marilyn Manson just shows up as like 10,000 rubles. Um, but like, it's just a stupid moment that's like, what the fuck is going on? Why did he tell her not to catch the ball when she couldn't? I don't know, but it's so fucking JoJo's. I love it. It's like, don't catch it. It's like, vroom. And now you're trapped, Jolene. Vroom. And then we're somewhere else. I'm like, it's true. We yeah, are I'm somewhere else. It. Yeah. It's very surreal. I think this is like, because I was telling you this is the episode that's made me go, oh, 
and I think I even said it before. It you just, did. It's made me just go, yeah, this is the this is a very surreal part where a lot of things are happening that are just very fucking weird, and they don't. It's like you you expect, oh, don't catch the ball, Jolene, and then she would catch the ball and something bad happens. But no, it subverts your expectations by creating an entire ghost area with a man sleeping in a piano as a pink-haired, originally lady but actually guy walks out into nowhere and the small boy in a baseball outfit says, don't worry about him. Oh, there was also a scene we didn't cover where Father Poochie was like, Humans seek heaven. That is what makes us different from animals. That was, that was before as, the opening. As he crushes an ant. That was before the opening and I said we should have covered it and you said no. And this is my old man angry voice with my shaky finger. So Nick, all that stuff that I said before is currently happening. Yes. So what will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, Stone Ocean, in the episode... Entitled, Get, Get to, to the, the courtyard, courtyard, Operation Savage Garden, Exclamation Part point. 2. Hmm. Hmm. Well, obviously we're going to reach the courtyard. Like, that's not in doubt, right? Like, we're going to get to the courtyard. Yep. The question how is, will how will they deal with this gravity man? Well, I mean, we've got weather report. <laughs> okay. Like, come on, we've got weather report now. So, my assumption is, we've flown up to... Uh, not weather report. We've flown up to Jack... Uh, Jack, and Jack Flash. Yep, Jack Reacher is going to be all like, hey, guess what? I can reach the walls. I can move around with my sucky feet um, because I suck. But <laughs> maybe... That guy, it's like, oh, my toilet's clogged. Can you use your suction cup fingers to unclog it? It's like, okay, but this is the last time. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I did not need this mental imagery of a man who walks around on his shit-covered fingers. Ugh. I mean, he can wash his hands. Oh, yeah, it's true. But still, you'd have to get under the, like the weird crevice between finger and suction cap but he could just de-gravity all of the shit but it's stuck to his hands yep but not without gravity ah. anyway continue anyway so i reckon jolene will probably punch the ever-living shit out of him but it might be in a way that works in zero gravity so so <laughs> yeah, like that makes sense so like she'll use her threads to grab onto something oh like slingshot herself and slingshot herself into him in zero g that'd be cool punch the shit out of him and he'll be all like oh my god how did you do it and she'll be all like it's simple centrifugal used- force yeah centrifugal force um and then weather report will be all like we need to go now we need to leave um nick um spoke low that Spoke quietly and put his head right up to the microphone. Much like Weather Report would podcast. Mm. I was getting into character, you mm. see. Um, oh, but then- Weather Report's podcast is, of course, called The Weather Report. Ooh. I'd listen to it. It would just be a whole lot of very difficult to hear noise-gated Weather sounds. Report doesn't listen to podcasts, but he does read, like, top ten podcast articles mm. on BuzzFeed. So he can recommend them to other people and say, you know, I read that this is a pretty good podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He also reads all the episode descriptions <laughs> and looks at the pictures that I put accompanying each episode on jojosworld.net. What I would love is just seeing someone literally go through every single description on a podcast and just being like, yeah, I've listened to it. I won't, but I would. God damn. I don't understand why. Anyway. So what's going to happen anyway. when they get to the courtyard? So Nick? when they get to the courtyard, Savage Garden will be a... I don't want to say a robot, but I get <laughs> I get the feeling like a it, drone or like a beep boop robot, like a beep boop robot, right? Where it's like a very rudimentary. He's on wheels. He's got like a body. It's and, he's got, and he's got a face, and he's like, 
hello, I'm Savage Garden. Please, in, in place Please it in insert the di disc. And then you'll be all like, all right, here's the disc. And he's like, oh, now I have the stand power. Now I am powerful. And I've got to fight Star Platinum. Ooh, that would be fun. But that's probably not what's going to happen. It'll no. probably be like a trash can inside him or something. Um, the very same trash can that's even now in Emporio's pocket, but only the ghost of it. Mm, indeed, because that robot died 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, of heart failure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know, like, it, I get the vibe that it won't be a person, because otherwise why would Jolene be like, is it an object? Will anything come like, of the phone call being listened in on? I reckon Father Pucci will be like, damn it, I sent that fucking stupid Jack Reacher fellow after them and now... All that's left is they've got one of the two discs. This Jolene character is becoming vexing to me. Um, if only I could reach heaven as a priest and a human, I aspire to do so. It's beautiful. That's what makes humans beautiful. Mm. Reaching for heaven. Which I would do, absolutely. What do you think his goals are, Nick? It's a weird one, isn't it? Maybe he's trying to make people better by bringing out the worst. Now, he did explicitly like target and trap Jotaro, remember? Mm. And Jotaro exposited that... Um, he thought John Gallier was the mastermind who was a follower of Dio. Hmm. But maybe... Hmm. True. Why would they even know? Because if J the idea was that John Gallier made the whole thing that caused Jolene to come into prison a setup. Yeah. But that was in the Fever Dream version. No, that, um, he still... John Rose still shared that before everything okay. kicked off. All right, so... Just he that we, thought, the stuff we saw with John Gallier was yeah. the fever dream. So if he thought that John Gallier was the mastermind, but he wasn't, Father Pucci could have been the mastermind. He did shoot John Gallier. But at the same time, could it be unrelated in that John, Mr. Monsieur Pucci, uh, is not the mastermind working with Dio? but is rather a conveniently placed figure who has a lot of control in the prison. And he's just got his own thing going he's on. He's got his own thing going on. John Gallier shows up and is like, hey. I want to get revenge for my friend Dio. And uh, Pucci's all like, oh, well, I can't help you with that. It's like, well, his daughter's a miscreant. And he's like, and he has the most powerful stand. And then is all like, let me bring her in. And now they're just like. Well, don't, don't forget. Um, something else we know is that. Uh. Pucci put the Star Platinum disc in the... Um, in the barn. Because that's where he stores the ones he can't use. Mm. So he's got some use for the Jotaro mind disc. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. So what do you think he's up to? What's his end goal? Maybe he wants to know the location of the arrow. Ah. Or maybe he wants to know something about... Marine biology. He wants to know. That's why he's in a prison on a beach. He wants to know the secrets. He wants secrets. to know about underwater yeah. creatures. He wants to know the secrets of the manta ray. Nick was also very uh, perplexed when the Speedwagon Foundation representative referred to Professor Jotaro Kucho. Well, like, we didn't know he was a professor. We knew he did a PhD, but that doesn't make you a professor immediately, does it? <laughs> it makes you a doctor. Yeah. So he would have been like, ah, uh, yes, Jotaro Kujo, that guy who has a PhD. Like, if I got a PhD... Jodoro Kujo. Dr. Jodoro Kujo, PhD. Yeah. God, this is fucking <laughs> weird. Like, if I got a PhD, you wouldn't be like, oh, yes, Professor Nick. I don't know, particularly, like, with the various different countries that we're in talking about here, America, mm. Japan, uh, Australia. Oh, um, that maybe he... Well, I know a way you become a professor is by teaching at a university. I don't know if there are any other ways... Like, by like killing a vampire. Accounting for all those cultural differences. Yeah, if you kill a vampire, that's one way of getting in there. Um, yeah, like Professor Van Helsing. Exactly, exactly. 
who is one of the greatest minds of the One of the, the greatest century. marine biologists. <laughs> he discovered the secret of the manta ray. All right, well, have a think about Poochie's goals, Nick, yeah. and we'll pick that up next time if we remember, which we won't, much like we haven't picked up the rest of the Utana correct predictions. True, yet again. <laughs> uh, but until we pick them up, to be continued. Yeah.